You're listening to Simperance Radio, episode number 168. And today we're talking about what is health. Yes, I'm pondering that question and sharing an update on my own health journey. Welcome to Simple Roots Radio with Alexa Schirm. Alexa believes that simplicity in life is the key to achieving true and lasting health. And now your host, Alexa Schirm. Welcome back to this podcast. As always, my name's Alexa, and this is the place to get healthy, live happy, and find more joy. I'm so glad to be here today doing a solo show. Not because the interviews haven't been fantastic, they are so awesome. But I have been receiving so many questions to give an update on how I'm feeling, what I'm learning about my whole illness that I've gone through, and just this mindset journey that I've been on. I've been sharing bits and pieces here and there over on my email list. So if you're not a part of that, make sure you head to simplerootswellness.com. Just add your name and email and I will send you those updates. Now, I know you get a lot of emails, but I try to keep mine very real, very personable. And honestly, it's a great way to get a hold of me if you have questions or concerns or ideas. So if you're not a part of my email list, head on over there, sign up, and then you will get those updates as well. Inside, I just try to be as real and vulnerable and honest as I possibly can. And if you've been following along for a while, then you know it's been quite the whirlwind, right? But as much as I wish I didn't have to go through everything that I've gone through, it has brought me to this place of questioning what health even is and what that should look like in our lives. Now, I have to be honest that I was so frustrated when I found myself almost at the bottom of this again. Like here I was 10 years into nutrition training and helping other people with their lives. 10 years later, I'm sitting here at the bottom of this pit, it felt like, questioning, what is health? Like, have we been doing it wrong this entire time? Like nothing seems to be working. I don't get this. And there has to be something out there that we're not talking about. So today I want to kind of share an update on this journey that I've been going through. I'm not promising that I have all the questions, but I do have some questions for you to ponder to kind of encourage you to go on this journey with me to question what is health? What does that look like in your life? And where are we missing it? Like, where are we going wrong with this? Because I don't know if you're like me, but I'm getting really frustrated about hearing so many recommendations and so many new diets and just watching people and myself question, should we be trying that? Is that the answer? Is that where we're going to see success? I don't feel like it's going to be in another diet or regimen or program, but it has to be in something else. So I'm going to share a little bit of that journey today as we dive in. But before we get there, again, don't forget to head on over to simplerootswellness.com and sign up for my email list and my newsletter. I know you're going to love it. And like I said, it's a great way to connect with me as well. Also, while you're there, just check out the show notes from today's show. I'm going to be linking up some resources and books that have helped me in my own journey. And I'm going to be diving into those questions that I hope that you will ponder in your time of journaling or just in your everyday life. So to find the show notes, it's simperitswellness.com backslash 168. And one last thing before we get started, I have a lot of people who have been asking about the Simple Cleanse. I know it's the heart of summer and... 
you might be like, okay, barbecues are getting out of control, or I just feel like I'm ready for that next season of life. Yes, I do have a cleanse program. It's called the Simple Cleanse. It's unlike most detox programs and that it doesn't require any kind of supplementation or special tinctures or some crazy diet. This is more of a lifestyle program to help you work with your body instead of against it, kind of providing the right environment for your body to actually detoxify. Now, detoxification is huge and it's critical, and especially in the summertime, I think that we think that we're eating really well, and while most of us are, it's also the season where we put on a lot more toxic chemicals on our body than any other time throughout the year. What I mean by that is that we are spraying on sunscreens and bug sprays, and even if these are natural chemicals, they're still things that your body has to process and go through in order to get them out of the system. And when our body becomes too congested with those, then we see it back up and bad things happen. So if you want to do a quick cleanse, again, to get your body in the right order, I do have a 28-day cleanse program. It doesn't have to be done perfectly, but it does give you a lot of ideas, lifestyle aspects, and over 100 recipes that you could use to really cleanse your body, clean it up, and create that environment and that space for your body to thrive. So if you want to know more about that, I'll also link that up in the show notes so you can grab that as well. Again, the show notes are simperitswellness.com backslash 168. But for now, let's get right to the show because I'm really excited to dive into this one. It's been a while since I've done a solo show, so if I'm a little rusty, um, bear with me. But the interviews this summer have been so fantastic, but I did want to hop on here and give that update. So many of you have been asking how I am doing in my own health journey. If you've been following along for a while, then you know like two, maybe three, I don't even know, four years ago, I really did crash and burn and I found myself really, really sick. I'm not gonna get into all the details today, but basically it's been this whole journey of walking myself back to health and really uncovering a lot of things along the way because I got sick when I was doing everything quote unquote right in the health space. I was eating really well and exercising all the time, and yet I found myself so sick that I could barely walk or get up or do anything. Anyways, It was uncovered that we had a mold problem that stemmed from our washing machine. We had some basement insulation problems. And also, I had Lyme's disease, which was creating this whole flare-up. Anyways, this summer, I had decided to join this Lyme Stop program, which is a treatment for Lyme's disease. It's pretty inexpensive for how powerful it is, and I've heard great things. If you have Lyme's disease, I would definitely look into it. It's called Lime Stop. And I think that there's one in Idaho and Wisconsin. However, I decided at the beginning of the year, one, that I had so many medical expenses that I really just needed to pay off because I found that the stress of those expenses looming over my head was actually causing more harm to my body than the treatment itself was helping. Like I felt like I was constantly in this vicious cycle of getting better just through treatment only to crash and burn. And I think part of that was just the stress that I was carrying around that I was sick and that we were spending our life fortune on getting me well. Now, I know this can sound really controversial, and a lot of people just have so many expenses that they can't help, and I'm very aware of that, and I want to be totally respectful. We have many other health expenses that we're still working on paying off, including a surgery one of my kiddos had to have this year. So I'm aware that medical expenses are real, 
But I was really coming to find out is that I felt like I was so dependent upon the treatment that I couldn't live my life without it. And I just found myself going into this vicious spiral of just becoming more and more dependent. Like anytime something would arise, I just knew I needed to have treatment. And while the treatment is good and it's beneficial, the reliance on that treatment was really not helping me in any way, shape, or form. Like I believe fully that my body was pretty young and healthy and really capable of healing itself if I could provide the right environment, the right mind space, do a lot of emotional healing and mindset work, as well as just create lifestyle changes and rhythms in our own house that could help me in the healing process. And so I decided to take this journey of, I was just going to go through a period of time where I just paid off my bill, where I was going to stop treatments or as much as I could in order to see if I could really just get myself to a place that I could heal. Now, at this point in my journey, I was already doing so much better. Like, I was really so well that I hadn't seen through the treatments much change over the last maybe even a year. And so I was doing really, really well, but nothing else seemed to really be, like, pushing me over the edge. So, for my own sake... In my own choice, I decided to just kind of stop treatment for a while and really just focus on like this inward healing, this emotional healing, inner child work, as well as just changing the rhythms in my life to fit healing. And I have to tell you, it has been so good. I feel better now than maybe I have in a long, long time since I was a kid back in high school. I don't even know the last time I felt this well, but I'm doing really, really well. Now, of course, there are things that I still want to see change and get stronger and all these things. And I know that's coming and I just need to continue on. That's the thing about health is there's really no quick fix. And in fact, the quick fix doesn't work, but it's all a part of growth and a part of a journey and finding a new beginning, kind of like not just trying to go back to your old self, but trying to go forward into something new and recognize that something new as even better than what you've been to before. So I've kind of transitioned there. And I do want to say, like, I feel so good. But it hasn't come without work. It hasn't come without discipline and doing the hard, deep emotional work that needed to be done in order to open up and like free my life to create this space that I could really thrive. Anyways, so in this whole journey, I've learned a lot of things and I really found myself just four or five months ago, maybe not even that long ago, coming to this place where I was really at the bottom again. I was really frustrated, but at the same time, I knew it needed to happen. And I found myself questioning, what even is health? Like after 10 years in the health space, it felt like I was back at square one. After years of watching and trying and working with clients, I really came back to this place of, I don't know what health is, and I don't think that the world is defining it in the way that it needs to be defined. So over the last few months, I've really been digging in, hence the Mindset Series, to really uncover what is health. And I think that's a tricky place to be because I don't think health looks like one system or one way, but I think it's a very individualized thing. So what looks like health for me, it's going to be completely different for someone else. However, I do believe that there are boundaries within health, just like boundaries within our environment that need to be in place in order to maintain that health, right? Like, it's not just like, oh, I'm going to define my own system of health, and it's just a (laughs) free-for-all. I think, yes, we need to define our own perception of what health is for us, 
But at the same time, I think that there are boundaries that all of us should be living within, within the health scope. Like we know exercise is healthy. We know gratitude is so good for us, right? We know what foods are going to help heal our body and, and give us fuel and what foods are really not having a healthy impact on our body. So it's not an all or none, but it's kind of this, this flow of life, this rhythm of life that we have to learn to get ourselves into. And that's what creates health. But I think we're going about health all the wrong way with all the wrong mindset. And I think it's causing so many more problems. So today, I want to give you five things that I'm pondering and that I'm thinking about. Like this is like breaking news, right? That I'm really digging into health to find out what is health. Because what I know health is not is it's not diets, it's not eliminating whole macronutrients, it's not exercising to exhaustion, it's not beating your body into submission or losing weight in order to get healthy. That is not health. Health is the entire scope of your life. It's everything coming together and working in harmony. That is what health is. So it takes into account your spiritual life, your financial situations, your relationships. And man, have we done some relationship work around here? Um, That was part of my healing process of I I really want to have the best marriage I can. And I know we can't get there without help. So we got a marriage counselor and working on my relationship with my kids. But also it's my relationship with myself and it's, it's my relationship with food and exercise and how I treat my body. And even more, it's my purpose and passion in life. It's really stepping into you. Not some filtered mass version that the world told you you should be, but it's really uncovering and letting go of all the filth and all the layers that the world has taught you should be healthy. And it's letting go of all of that to just really embrace who you are. Like to come to this place where you, you alone right now, wherever you are, are enough. And I think as long as we stay away from that, like as long as we avoid coming to our own, like coming to this version of ourselves, I feel like our life is a continual race. It's a continual chase of something better, of something more. And I think for most of us, and myself included, I've lived that chase for so many years and it's exhausting. Like I'm so sick of the chase because I feel like when does the chase end? Like there's always something that we're chasing. And I feel like the chase creates chaos. The chase reminds us that there's something broken in us that needs fixed. And I feel like this mentality is just reminding us of the shame and the guilt that we're never going to be enough. Like it creates this deficit in our life that we just have to fix the suffering, which I feel like only brings us back to a place of empty. But I think that's so against what health is really supposed to be. I feel like to me, the definition of health is more filling. Like what is bringing you energy and joy and happiness? Because that is health. And so I want to shift this focus from just getting out of a place of suffering and transition it into this place of filling, of understanding that you are where you are and you are enough right there that maybe you don't need to be fixed, but you just need to fill yourself back up and focus more on that, on that aspect of growth rather than the chase. So today I want to give you five points that I feel like I'm learning about health And I just want to challenge you to start thinking about this and really uncovering your own view of what that is. 
And now, like I said, this is all new stuff that I'm going through and I know I have a lot of work to do, but I was really pumped to share some of this with you because I couldn't keep it to myself. I'm so excited about this. So five points I'm learning about health. One is maybe what we thought was bad actually is good. Now, that's a big point to take in, so I'm gonna say it one more time. Maybe what we thought was bad is actually good. Now, what do I mean by that? I think so much of health is bad, 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 bad. Like we're constantly trying to fix what is broken rather than just doing the right thing. And I started to think about this in the mindset scope and even just in in the mental health picture. So I'm gonna give you a few examples of what I mean by this. So one, I feel like naturally, When we tell ourselves not to do something, we become fixated on doing what we shouldn't do, right? Like, for instance, if you tell yourself you shouldn't eat candy, then what do you think about candy, right? Naturally, we're rebellious people. So as long as we continue to fixate on what we shouldn't be doing on the bad, we'll probably keep our mindset stuck there because that's how we're hardwired to do it. That's actually part of our survival mechanism. And when we tell ourselves we shouldn't do something, it's naturally a part of us to be curious and to go after what it is we shouldn't. However, if we transition that and instead of focusing on what we shouldn't do, what if we just started focusing on what we should do? Like, I believe people are capable of knowing what they shouldn't do. And instead, I believe we're really good at doing what we should do. Like, people are really good about doing things. And so if we focus on doing things in the right way, we will fixate more on that. So for instance, if you leave a box of markers on your table and you leave a child there and you tell them, don't touch the markers, more than likely when you come back two, three minutes later, they're gonna have touched the markers and probably colored all over the table, if not all over themselves, right? But if we wouldn't have said anything about the markers, they might not have even touched them or even noticed them there especially if they are focused on doing something else. So it's when we tell ourselves we can't do something that we start to fixate on that and that fixation leads to action. So we need to be careful about what we're fixating on. But the other thing that I talk about when maybe what we thought was bad actually isn't bad at all. I think there are a lot of things in the health space, even when we come to this mindset series, like anxiety, that we say we're broken. We start to define ourselves by these problems as the world tells us, and therefore we think that we need to fix. So we're so consumed that these problems, quote unquote problems that the world has created are actually bad, that therefore we need to fix. But what would happen if someone told us that they actually were bad? Would we stop fixating on them? Would we stop obsessing about them and letting them control our life? And therefore maybe they wouldn't be bad at all. So to give you an example of this, and the reason I bring this point up is because I was studying anxiety and I was trying to figure out when did anxiety start? Now in nature and throughout history, we've always had people who have been more anxious or worrisome or obsessive, whatever you want to call it. But what I learned was that it wasn't until 1978 when the term anxiety started to gain traction. Like it was created then, they started to call these obsessive worrying disorders a name. But what's interesting about that is two years before anxiety got its name, the pharmaceutical industry had created a medication to help calm people down. (laughs) Now, of course, anxiety has always been around, so maybe they saw the problem, they created a drug, and then they created a name. However, you could look at this a different way too and say that the pharmaceutical industry created something 
that didn't have a big enough problem, therefore they had to make a problem known to people. They had to take something that was maybe even good and turn it into something bad in order for people to look for a fix and go to their drug. So what I'm saying is that we're creating problems that maybe aren't bad in general. And I think that we could look at the whole scope of health and the whole history of even diets and even go back to the food pyramid, right? I believe that when the food pyramid came out, that people were otherwise healthy. Like when did we decide that we needed to tell people how to eat? Was a few years after the food industry started creating food products. Therefore, it was a great idea to tell people how to eat, also to promote the product, to create a need or a problem that needed to be fixed with the product that was created. Now again, this could be highly political and controversial and I might be thinking too far into this stuff. But what I'm wondering is, are we self-creating problems that actually shouldn't be problems at all? Because if we take anxiety back and we look at other species, we know that the same percentage of humans who suffer from anxiety tend to be the same across all species. That monkeys have a percentage of their population who have more anxious characteristics. There are elephants who have more anxious characteristics that are actually a part of the herd that every single species have animals that have anxious characteristics. So maybe, maybe it was intended for good. Maybe anxiety in itself isn't bad, but it's a fixation on the anxiety that is bad. It's the anxiety about being anxious that is actually the bad anxiety. So if you have anxiety, you'll know this, right? It's not necessarily the worry that gets me, but it's the anxiety I have about being anxious. It's, I shouldn't be anxious. Why am I feeling this way? How do I fix it? I think that's where it becomes a problem. Because if we go back and we study leaders, and, and for instance, they've taken presidents, and they've studied them, and what they found is that the presidents who had more mental instability, who had more anxious traits, actually made better presidents and better leaders than presidents who didn't have any anxiety traits. So maybe anxiety is actually a good thing. They found that anxiety is actually there to be proactive and the perception of threats and helping populations survive. So for like monkeys, the more anxious monkeys tend to sit on the the boundaries of their territory and watch for predators, right? They're there being proactive in the threats rather than the non-anxious population who tends to be a little more reactive. And it's not right or wrong. It's just how we perceive threats. It's how we think ahead or don't think ahead to what could be coming. Now, of course, there is anxiety that is bad. I'm not saying all anxiety is good, but I am bringing up the question, are we creating more problems than there actually are? And is that problem or that that thought that we have a problem actually the biggest problem of all? Now, a big question, a loaded question, something that you probably have to ponder later on. But again, I'm going back to the statement of maybe what we thought was bad actually isn't. So what I'm saying is maybe if you have anxiety, maybe it's not a bad thing altogether. And maybe eliminating that could be the worst thing you could do because you're a very proactive person. You can think ahead and it's all about channeling that in the right direction, about using that for good as it was created inside of you. Because anxious people tend to be the best leaders, so there has to be something of power within that, right? 
So again, it just goes back to the point of maybe we're so focused on needing fixed rather than recognizing that maybe we're good enough just the way that we are. Which brings me to number two. New doesn't mean bad, but better. This one came about because I found myself wishing to go back to my pre-baby weight, wishing to go back to how I felt before I had kids, wishing to go back to how I lived before I had my health crash. I often found myself like trying to move forward, but with a past or previous vision. Like I couldn't see myself in something new, so I constantly pulled my vision to the past. But what I found was that that also pulled my movement backwards. Like I felt like I couldn't ever gain traction. And all of this like desire to be healthy, it, it was really difficult because I was so fixated on something that I used to be rather than focusing on what I could become. So the point with this is that I feel like in health, we're constantly a people who want to go back to how it used to be. We want to go back before we had cancer or before we got sick or before we gained all this weight instead of focusing on forward movement with a new vision, right? With forward thinking vision of yeah, I want to get healthy, but I'm not so fascinated with where I was that I can't see that there could be something better out there for me. Is it going to look different? Absolutely. But it could also be a different that is so much better. So I think we need to get out of this mindset that we have to go back to how it used to be and instead be willing to walk into what could be, to walk into something new, which could be better. Is it going to be different? Absolutely. Take, for instance, going back to your pre-baby weight, right? No one's body goes back and looks exactly the same way. Kids just change a body. And so rather than being fascinated or fixated on that, what if we just focus on the future and walk into that? Could we make so much more progress? So again, that's number two. New doesn't mean bad, but better. Number three is I really, really, really believe we have to deal with what hurt you. There's a quote that I love. It says, if you don't heal what hurt you, you'll bleed on people who didn't cut you. And I think it's so true, at least in my own life, as I kind of stepped away from more of the medical and holistic treatments and I walked myself more into the emotional healing, I found so much healing, like amazing and drastic amounts of healing there. And I wouldn't say that I'm healed from that. I think it's always a journey and one I'll be dealing with, but I've made so much progress. And honestly, it has changed the scope of my entire life, which means it's changed the scope of my entire health. And I feel like this, again, is the emotional side of things that we often look to health as just medical or holistic treatments, as supplements and food and exercise, but we miss there's a whole aspect of the mindset and healing emotions that opens you up to have room to actually heal and actually grow and to become better. And I think a lot of us are just so weighed down by past emotions and past hurts that we're carrying the weight of that in literal pounds on our body. So we have to learn to deal with what hurts us. So it doesn't bleed on everyone else and everything else that we try to do. Because no matter how much we chase something else, our past is always going to follow us unless we deal with it. Those emotions are always going to be there no matter how many times you try to suppress it. So we have to learn to deal with what hurt us. We have to be willing to go back, to dig up, and to let go so that we can be filled with something more. And I know this sounds funny because I would even tell you, like, I didn't have that bad of a childhood, right? I, 
I can handle this. Like we can hold this, but humans aren't meant to hold that stuff. Like that is not a weight we should have to carry around. We can let that go. And in fact, that's what's going to give us the freedom to grow. So we have to be willing to do that, to deal with what hurt us. And that's a huge part of what I do, obviously, why we're in the mindset series, but just personally, just how much more freedom and really physically how well I feel since I dealt with that is amazing. And number four, this is a big one. We have to stop the lie that we're broken. Yes, in some way, shape, or form, we are all broken, right? We're born sinners, we all sin, and we're broken. However, I'm not going to that deep level, but in general, what I'm saying and the scope of health, I feel like so many of the diets and so many of the places that we go, they're diagnosing us with something, which is creating a label that we're broken. You have anxiety, you need to be fixed. You have a weight problem that needs to be fixed. You fill in the blank and you need to be fixed, right? We're told over and over and over about our problems and even self-diagnosing ourselves with problems. Reading magazines that are full of ideas on how to fix your problems and, and I get that at some level, yes, we all have stuff to work on. But what I'm finding is, is that when we go to this place and believe this lie that we're broken, then we're constantly working to get out of the pain and the struggle. And yes, this stuff hurts and it's hard, but I feel like why the majority of diets fail and why the majority of these programs don't work is because you're taking people, you've told them they're broken, and so they automatically go into this like energy deficit, like they're in the hole and your fix only brings them back to a place of empty. Like it's only taking away the pain and stops right there. But what if we change that. Like, what if we stop believing the lie that we're broken and instead we start embracing that, okay, I am here. Are there things to work on? Absolutely. Everyone has stuff to work on. That's why health is a journey. And we recognize this is where I am. And right now I am enough. I will always be enough right now as the way I was created. And work from that place because there you start at empty and the only way to go then is to fill yourself back up. Then we can start doing these practices that aren't just to take away the pain. Of course, that's going to work, but they're meant to fill you up. And so I think if we get away from this place that we're broken and we start to recognize that you are enough just the way that you are, you can start to work in an act of love and respect towards yourself rather than in this failure and the shame. And it's just a different place in the mindset to say, like, I'm I'm good. Like, I am enough. Like, I really am thankful for who I am and where life has me. Like, it opens you up to this present world, and it helps you take one step in front of the other to fill yourself back up. It takes simple little things like gratitude, and it helps you to recognize the power. Because I think when you're in pain and suffering, gratitude is really, really hard to grasp. Because while it is having an effect, it only brings you back to empty. But on the other side of things, like if you're starting out at empty and the only way is to fill yourself up, then gratitude can start to fill that cup and you can start to see the fruit of it. I think the way of this broken world of telling us we're broken and we need a fix, that isn't taking away our pain. It's just making us empty people. 
So we have to do something more. And I believe that's starting out at empty and giving yourself the grace to fill that cup back up, to do all those little things and those simple things to make you better than you are right now. So again, it's just the definition of ourselves, the labels that we put on ourselves. And again, opening yourself up to recognize like, hey, you're pretty good. Is there things to change? Absolutely. You could be in the thick of a sickness, but that doesn't mean you're broken. It just means you need more love and more healing and more filling in order to get yourself over this. So again, it's just the change of being empty or seeking empty rather than just seeking being full. And that's what I'm going for. And number five is that in order to do all of this, it has to do with creating rhythms and daily structures that put and implement this into play. I think one big thing that we don't talk about enough is the discipline that it takes. And I think often we think about discipline as just hard, nitty gritty, painful thing that we have to do. But I wanna talk about discipline in a way of freedom that these actions that you take to be disciplined in order to do them are actually creating more freedom. It's actually filling your cup so that you can be full and stop living in empty or in suffering or pain. And so we have to create these rhythms and we have to be disciplined in order to do that. So we have to start focusing on what can I add to my life that makes me feel good? Like what is healthy for me and how can I do more of that? Just start by focusing on one thing. What is one thing tomorrow that you can do that is good for you, that will fill you up? Honestly, just months ago when I felt like I was just constantly trying to get out of my suffering only to find myself empty, what I started doing, the only thing that I started doing was I would wake up and journal for 10 minutes a day. That was it. I didn't worry about anything else. I stopped obsessing about my food. I really stopped working out. Like I just wanted to get to a place where I could learn who I was to create an awareness around my body. And once I started doing that, you will not believe how quickly other rhythms just start to snowball together until you have a healthy life. Now, am I saying that I'm perfect? Absolutely not. There are other rhythms that I continuously want to create. But that one rhythm of journaling has turned into an hour of reading and prayer and journaling. And that hour has turned into me wanting to work out again and to doing movement every single morning, most of the day. And that has led to a healthy breakfast to fuel my body. And it has led to other things like relational and emotional healing. Like finally, I feel like I have the energy to actually heal my emotions, to bring them up and to work on that. And I think that's what's so hard to grasp about health when we're living far beyond empty. Like we're in the pit, right? All we're trying to do is to take away the pain. And I think this is so sad. And it's something that I want to help stop, to help end, is this feeling that we're broken people and that everyone else has it figured out. Because the reality is none of us do. But the ones who are going to succeed are the ones who recognize that none of us do, but we're all okay. Like we're all okay. And we just have to keep working and growing to know that this isn't a fix it shop and to know that we're never going to have it all figured out, but that we can keep on keeping on because we know it's all for growth and it's all a part of this journey. So if you're struggling, if you feel like everyone else has it figured out, no one does. But what you can know is that you don't have to keep working yourself from this place of suffering to try and just mask the pain. You can get rid of that. Like maybe some of that is self-created 
And instead, what if you start coming back to this place of, okay, I'm here. I believe in myself. I believe in who I was created to be. I believe I have a bigger purpose in this life, that my life is worth something. And I believe that right now I am okay just the way that I am. And I'm going to start acting in love and respect for my body. And in that desire comes. We can't just keep working to get ourselves out of pain and struggle because we mask it with drugs and we mask it with medications and we mask it with other painful, hurtful things. And it's exhausting. (laughs) Instead, come to a place you are enough and I guarantee your energy levels will change and your outlook on health will be so much better. It's not easy. It's going to take work and it takes discipline and there is a messy middle. But once you keep walking, once you choose to be a finisher of this, instead of just starting things and running to the next thing when it gets hard, finish this. And I promise on the other side, it is so good and so worth it and you will see the fruit of it. So those are five points and I know I went on a little rant. Clearly, I'm a little passionate about this. Probably talked faster than you wanted me to, but it's all in passion and it's all in the full belief that health is a mindset game and we have the wrong mindset behind it. Health has to be an awareness. Yes, it's going to include discipline, but it also has to include love and respect and this desire to keep walking forward on this journey, to not look for the destination and not chase it, but just to keep going one foot in front of the other, making one small choice every single day that just continues to snowball. And I can tell you that now that I'm kind of on the other side, now that I'm working from a place of filling myself rather than just trying to get out of the hole, I feel like I have so much more energy. Do I still have bad days? Absolutely. But I've created systems and rhythms in my life to know that, okay, I've had a bad day. I know in that day, it's going to be really hard for me to pull myself out of that. Yeah, I can take a hot bath, I can slow down, I can go to bed early, but what I really need is to go to bed and then wake up the next day a little bit earlier than even normal to make my morning routine even longer. I know that sleeping in is one of the worst things that I can do when I'm anxious or I'm struggling in those moments. Of course, if I'm not feeling good, then that's different. But if I'm just anxious, then I know I have rhythms in place to know that tomorrow, if I set my alarm 15 minutes earlier, I know that waking up, non-negotiable, it's not a decision. That's my one thing that I'm going to do is just wake up when my alarm goes off. That's going to lead to me journaling and praying and digging into the word, which will also probably lead to me wanting to go out and exercise because I've been filling myself up which gives me the energy to make more right decisions after that. You see what I'm saying? Like if we're so fixated on our problems, we never have the energy to fill ourselves back up, right? Like we never have the energy to make those decisions simply and easily. It's only when we work in this place of I'm enough and I'm going to work to fill myself up. And once you do one thing that fills you up, you'll get a little boost of energy that will help you do another thing and another thing. So stop working in the deficit and start working in the abundance because it's there. It's just a change in mindset and a change in lifestyle. Now, I know this was probably overwhelming, but like I said, I've been working through this in my own life and it's little things. And I'm going to write this all down for you. Eventually, I'm going to add a few things in the show notes that I do, but I just have little rhythms that I know I started by writing them out on paper, but now they just become so ingrained in me that that's just what I do. 
So for instance, my, my morning routine that I've written down on paper, is it perfect every single day? Never. Like every day is a little bit different, but I know these are the things that fill me up and I'm just going to choose one and I'm going to do it. I'm going to commit to one thing every day. And that one thing leads to hundreds of other healthy, positive choices that I don't even really have to make because it's just what my body wants. I've created this harmony with my life that makes it flow together. Again, it's never perfect, but I feel like there's so much beauty in the imperfection. Maybe the perfect really is in the imperfection of it. Maybe balance is really found in the imbalance of life. Like that's what I'm coming to learn. It's not this picture perfect life that we've created, but it's all the things that we've told have been wrong really are what life is all about. So again, I know that that's a lot to take in. Take some time, deep breath to really think about that. But I feel like those five things could be really transformational. Again, all within boundaries. But if I gave you one challenge for this next week, it would be tomorrow. What is one thing that you could do to fill your tank? What is just one thing? Focus on only that thing. Let go of every other decision that you have to make and see how that snowballs. Let life happen and see how you can ebb and flow based on how your body feels, based on how your mind is, and based on those desires of your life. Because I think if we stop making so many decisions ahead of time before the decision even arises, we can open ourselves up and free ourselves up of the mind space to actually make the healthy decision when it's time. Anyways, deep breath. That's a lot. I could continue on in this rant. (laughs) And I'm so thankful that you listened all the way to this point. But like I said, health is not as complicated as we make it out to be. There has to be a better way. I'm not saying I know it all right now. I'm not even close. But those are some thoughts that I've been pondering and working through in my own life. And I would love to know what you think. Like seriously love to know what you think. So if you have any thoughts about this, would you please email me? My email is alexa at simperitswellness.com. I would love to hear from you to get your feedback and thoughts on what is health? What are we doing wrong? And how can we make this better? How can we make it achievable for every single person to walk in health? That is what I want. That is my vision. And I have such a huge vision for what I want health to be like for all of us. And this is just a little snippet of it. But in the coming weeks, I'm going to be sharing more about this. Eventually, hopefully I'll write it all down for you and help you to live this life and make it more than just a podcast, more than just great ideas, but real full action that you can implement into your life. But for now, Head on over to the show notes because I'm going to give you a little bit more insight into this everyday lifestyle that I'm living, some of these rhythms that I've actually written down. I'll show you some pictures of the rhythms that I've created, what's worked, what's not worked. And like I said, it's all an experimentation until you really start to figure it out. And then it just ebbs and flows with every season. That's why there's really no arriving. It's really just about the journey. So head on over to the show notes at simperitswellness.com backslash 168 to get all the information on today's show. And again, an inside look at some of the rhythms I've created through this last five, six month journey, really years of journey, just through the awareness that I've had about it in the last five or six months. Also, Get on my email list because that is really where I'm going to dive deeper into this, get more thoughts and insight with you because I really believe that we could be a community that really changes the scope of health and I want you to do this with me. I need you. 
Anyways, I'm so grateful for you. So thankful you're here and your continued support. I couldn't do it without you. So make sure you head to the show notes, simplewoodswellness.com backslash 168. I know that's a deep podcast. Next week, we're back with the interviews in the mindset series, and we're uncovering a little bit more about disordered eating. I have another guest who was so willing to share their story on disordered eating. And sometimes that's the best interview to to take it to the person who's living it in everyday lives and find what works for them. So stay tuned for that. And don't forget to come back Monday morning for another episode of Monday Motivation. And this episode, I'm answering the question, is caffeine making your anxiety worse? (laughs) I will see you back here on Monday. Monday.